Hello, everybody. My name is Oris Siguero. I am actor, producer, entrepreneur. You are now listening to the Burn Down Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Down Podcast. Today's guest, he's in another country right now. He's all the way in Norway. He's a designer. He's an actor. He's a producer. His name is Oris Eduardo. Is that right? <laughs> Oris Eduardo. Eduardo. Oris Eduardo. Yes. I tried to do a roll tongue. It, 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 it failed on all me. the way, all the way from Norway right now. Okay, this guy is. Yes. I mean, this guy's got quite a resume. Like Eric said, actor, entrepreneur, uh, fashion designer, designs jewelry. He was a model. He's a producer. I mean, cigar, cigar entrepreneur, enthusiast. He's all over the map. All right. So I appreciate you, Oris, <laughs> for joining us here on the Burndown Podcast today. What's going on, brother? Thank you. Oh man, I'm 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 grateful. Just just uh, moved to Oslo. Uh, I'll say about two weeks ago. Um, um, with the family and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're so I'm working out of nowhere. As you know, in our career, um, we could we're very fortunate. I'm, I've been very fortunate to work around the world. You know, um, from day one. So I've never all I've always never felt the need that I needed to stay in one place. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, uh, and also my wife too. She's, we're both very international. We, you know, we move around. So we're finally here. And she's from nowhere herself. So she's, uh, Norwegian. Oh, so she's, ah, she's, she feels yeah. right at home then. There you go. Yeah, she does. And, and it's also a good place for our younger, uh, children to start school. Okay. Know, the schooling system is, is just, it's, uh, for now in the world, it's, it's, the, it's the, we, we say it's the last frontier when it comes to education. Right. Um, High taxes, but you know what? It's worth it. Yeah, because well, you, you, you get what you pay for, right? You get what you pay for, and it, and it's worth it. You know, that's one of the first when people say, so, man, damn, they pay. I said, yeah, well, but you know what? From, you know, from nursery all the way to their master's, it's free education. What, what, I'm, you know what I mean? And there, there is no class system like, okay, depending on where, what neighborhood you're from, mm. that will determine how your university, how you're going to turn out in life. Nah, it's equal across the board. There's how, you know, private school, unheard of. They don't even do that. So for me, it was just something, it was it was one of those, it was a no-brainer. Right. You know, right. And, 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 you know yeah. So, yeah. I went to, uh, I went to college with, uh, there was a lot of girls from Norway that played sports, mm. mainly soccer. But one thing that I always noticed with all the Norwegian girls, they always packed tobacco. They were really? big, they had big yeah. fat lips of tobacco. Really? Like bigger than the guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, it's funny. A snooze is a big thing here. Okay. Um uh so that's that's what they call it. They call it snooze. Yeah. And it's it's something a lot of the farmers do. So those girls that you probably see do that, they you know, like, you know, my my missus is from a farmer's dynasty. Mm. So these farmers, it's like it's what wow. they do. But matter okay. of fact, it's more than cigarettes and cigars. It's only now that the next generation and our generation are finally going into cigars. Interesting. Interesting. And they and they they trading the snooze now that stuff for cigars. Okay, because I know. I mean, it, there's a very famous brand of it, uh, Copenhagen, yeah. which is uh, yes. isn't that a neighbor to you guys in Denmark, a neighbor to yeah. uh, Norway? Yeah. So yes, is that yes. is that where that comes from, Copenhagen? Or is that just the name? Uh, I think it's the name. It, it, it's, it's, it's the whole, what you guys, the tobacco, you know, the warm tobacco thing yeah. that people chew on, even in, in Texas. 
Yeah, you know the farmers they, they it, it's it's a farmer's thing you know, because it, it, it can be sitting on that tractor sometimes you need it's yeah. a habit i wonder so uh, is i wonder if copenhagen is from denmark or if it's just like a name a brand a, name a brand name of a product uh, okay. is uh, it Co- from- copenhagen is is the it's, it's it's the capital of it's the capital of denmark is but is the is the um the tobacco the, the, is that the, does the, that come from, yeah does that come from denmark or is it just I, a name i i, I I, I would say it's it's just a name, okay. but it is it's interesting. It's grown in some of it is grown in the Nordics. Okay, so the Nordics is Finland, sure. Okay, Scandinavia, uh, you know what I mean. The, the Nordics, it's grown in that territory. So, for example, I just discovered a farm, uh, a tobacco farm, not too far from here. Uh, they've been in operation since twenty. 14, 15, 16. And I was like really excited. I'm like, man, they got a tobacco. I need to meet these guys. And and I I got I had my heart broken. All to all the tobacco is for snoops. Oh. Not, not for and I was just like oh. and I, I was <laughs> no, I, you know, there there are a few farmers I'm talking to uh and wanted to try to grow tobacco. And so it's a project that oh, I'm okay. also working on. With, with, with some of the farmers here, you know, because like I said, I'm surrounded by them. So they really want to walk, you know, work with me. They, they find it interesting. They, they really love my take on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when I won the uh, Cigar Smoke of the Year in London, you know. I, uh, I wanted to year. ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We definitely wanted to ask you about that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's very interesting. But let's, so let's, before we yeah. you know, dive into this, because we got, you know, we have plenty of time here. We really want to ask you a bunch of questions about, you know, your modeling career, yes. your acting career, the cigar career. Sure. Um, but we need to light a, we need to light a cigar. Okay. Let's go. This is we, a cigar we podcast. We need to light a cigar. And yes. luckily the blueprints <laughs> have got to you safely before you moved out <sighs> of your, you know, so you moving away from London? I have already officially. Gotcha. We were shipping stuff uh, when you had when we called and we were speaking about. Yeah. Hey, uh, I need to send this, and I was like, "Oh man!" And then I, the day I called you to, to ask you to say, "Hey, have you shipped it out yet?" It was you like said, the same yes, day. I have. It was like the same yeah, day. Yeah, I was just. I I just held my hand, and luckily, luckily, four days after that, boom. Like you it, said, man, the cigar gods yeah. are looking after us to make sure yeah, you have those at- blueprints in your hand. That's right, and it is a blueprint. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna light this baby up real good. Oh, so for the, you know, mm-hmm. so for the people that are watching and listen, obviously we did our background on you. We understand, you know, where you came from, what your career is. But give the people mm-hmm. that are watching and listen a little bit of background of who Oris is. You know, how did you start? You know, how did you get into modeling, acting? You know, who were you the kid in high school? How'd you get into cigars? Give us a little bit of a. An autobiography on yourself while we light these cigars up. Yeah, we gotta let him. We gotta let him light up first. I'll give him. A, I'm gonna continue to talk while he mm. uh, give him some time mm. to, oh, I'm sorry. to light I'm, up. I'm looking at my <laughs> cigar. I wasn't. I, wasn't, I didn't realize he was. He was using the uh, the match. Here. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing it. Wow. He's doing it. The 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 OG way. The, corners, the, the, the most natural OG way. way. The most Look, natural way. You, you know can what? Do it. I got. I got the Dupont. I got all that lighter. But you know what? When I I, I always believe with new cigars, if I've never smoked them before, like this one. And especially the combination of what you have in it, I like to go the original way. Yes, mm. out of respect, I just need to see how it burns because I find that anything other than the matches, ma- the matches, is kind of a cheat. You're in a rush. You're rushing it. Yes. 
right? Well, so I will. Yeah, like... I will say that's that's interesting because a lot of people think you know they have yeah. they'll have a lighter, they'll have a torch, and mm. they'll just go bang and 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 do it real quick. Meanwhile, we teach people all the time. Listen, this is this is is a tool. And mm. take your time, just like you should take your time when you smoke a cigar. You shouldn't rush it. You shouldn't be, you know, puffing nope. on it a lot. You should take your time when you light it too. You know, make sure yeah. all the tobacco's lit. Make sure it's not burning uneven. You know, take your time to enjoy exactly. this work I, of art. Exactly, and I understand if we are out in the wind in the winter. I get it. You know, you're trying to. You know, you, I don't know if you guys have experienced oh, lighting yeah. with five, six matches and a box of matches. Oh, oh yeah, you got you got to you got to crouch down and tuck it between <laughs> your knees and try to. I've yeah. done it, man. We've been there before. Oh, yeah. You get sure. pissed off and you go for the emergency kill. And the emergency kill is where you just bring out a blowtorch. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then you realize, wait a minute, you need to probably smoke for a good five minutes because you've just burnt this much of it and you're smoking. Yeah, that oh, yeah. Gosh. Now you got an so, inch of the cigar that is just going to taste like yeah. crap, <laughs> usually. Yeah. So. yeah. So to answer your question, wow. Uh, so I, w- I was born in London. Uh, born in London, uh, and at the age of five, uh, I went to Nigeria. My parents where where they from? Uh, where I stayed. Uh, so Nigeria, West Africa. So I was there till. 13, 14, came back to London, where I finished my high school, uh, up to my sixth form, which is like first year college, as you know. And uh, from there to New York, where I literally, my world just opened up, just exploded. Now, what Um, what year was that when you went to New York? I was in, I moved to New York, so I'm... 54 this year so i moved to new york uh 1986 87 wow oh, okay so that's a crazy time for I new was, york. okay yeah. yeah so you yeah. so you moved in at that's you know that's like a you get it right that's that's reagan did you get it that's it's like the, yeah i mean because because new york new york just like every city in new york you know it's like a roller coaster it's got its ups and yes. downs got some good years got some bad years uh-huh um and, and, you and moved then, to and, and, a time when i, I, I it's it's different right it's yeah. it's, it's it was uh so uh i would say so the years i got back to london the years prior of 80 in, in it so i got back to 83 84 82 83 84 i got into hip-hop of course in school drama never thought anything of it never thought anything of it, it was drama drama and politics and history was my favorite subject every other subject Listen, if I could skip class, I would. You know, it was Which one of those. You probably but, you did. Know, my, my, <laughs> I, I did, but my, my father found out and I got my ass whipped. So, you know, but so for me, my, my favorite class was film studies, uh, drama, uh, you know, the, the theaters. We went yeah. to a lot of plays. And as you know, England is a place where Shakespeare is rife at that time in school. Theater is rife. And the reason for that is so um, we can gain confidence. It's not necessarily for you that you want to be an actor, um, you know, that kind of thing. It's just to give you confidence. Even uh, my my family members who are doctors and and lawyers, when they went to university, one of the first things they would ask them, did you take drama? You take drama classes. 
And the reason for that is also for doctors and nurses to know how to confidently give the good or bad news to as you hear. Oh. And at the same time, when I go for a job, you know what I mean? I, I know how to poise myself. I know how to carry myself because everyone's an actor. You know, you can't, you know what I mean? You Everyone's, everyone's an actor, even your CEO or whoever you, you know, in life that you meet, they act. And after a while, you get to know them. The facade disappears, mm. right? Uh, and depending on how, how good you are at it. So I, I was always taught that everyone was an actor. So it wasn't like, okay, this is what I'm, this, this is what I'm going to do, you know, kind of thing. Um, but my, I showed a lot of interest in hip hop, which, you know, break dancing, graffiti. So some after school, that was my thing. Mm. Um, that, that was my thing. It was just like, wow, I love that world. You know, it's like the hip hop world at that time as a kid, break dancing, meeting other different people from different parts of the world was, it's like what cigar has been to me the last 27 28 years mm. so it's like wow. default i love that so the hip-hop community you had guys from france italy different artists different graffiti artists who would meet up um different cultures and what was crazy about that world of hip-hop you know something that i would partake after school so after school we'll go to central london where all the buskers and all the dancers and all the people who would you know like it's like times square in new york where people are dancing and they put money in there and it was just a place to hang out to see the latest moves and stuff like that um so imagine after school everybody getting changed into their hip-hop clothes then boom you know heading to a you know central london where we all congregate bringing out the, the cardboard um, boxes yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so there's no there's no killing there was no stabbings and it was just a safe environment we're looking forward to the next artist that was coming into town, the mm. next rapper, uh, you know what I mean? Then it was Curtis Blow, it was Mel and Mel, Grandmaster Flight. It was all these people before the LL Cool J's, you know yeah, what I mean? It yeah, was yeah. all these, you know, break dancers coming into town, like New York City Breakers. It was just fascinating for us. Um, we had no Instagram, we had none of that. So you would always have someone that would bring in a, a, the latest video of, a, of, of break dancing in New York on VHS and everybody would, you know, so gather around, watch it. So that's my kind of ethos and background that today I would say is not far off from cigars. Crazy. Yeah, I can, um, I can, I can see exactly what you're saying where you're, you mm. went to this place where, you know, back then there was, it, it wasn't like, like you said, there's no killings, there's no stabbings, there's nothing, there's no mm. wrongdoing. It was just a place where people can yeah. hang out, and you know yeah. they share their different moves, they share their culture, they share their stories, which is exactly what the cigar lounge is like, or a cigar. Mm. Yeah. The cigar culture is people from all yes. different walks of life. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter who yeah. you are, where you're from, what you believe in. You go into a cigar yeah. lounge, you sit down, you have a cigar with somebody, and you mm. just and you hang out. There's no there's no yeah. shootings, there's no stabbings, there's no wrongdoing. No, no people just hanging out. And having a good time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and having a good time, and it, it was it was done in a very that the, the community was full of respect. We didn't even knew each other's names; we had nicknames. Yep. So my name was they would say O or J. Oh, and that was it. So you never. It was only recently that I found out some people's real names when I had to send out years ago a couple of wedding invitations to all of these, my childhood friends, those of us that were breakdancing, because my, my wife, you know, you know, 
pre pre marriage would say, "Damn, you don't even know the name of your friend, and you've known him for twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> that's a real so, that's no, a real no, good I, relationship. I, I know his name. His name is Jay. That's yeah. his name. That's yeah. Big O. That's Big O. Big O, you know, and then, you know, fortunately, uh, uh, you know, it, it was only at funerals of some of my, you know, some of my friends, they rest in peace. I found out that some of them actually came from the same country. Their parents came from the same country my parents came from. So it's amazing how life was mm. that we had one language, one thing that kept all of us going, which was hip hop. That was the language. It was breakdancing. Hey, you got some move. I got some move. Let's battle. Oh, you could rap. I could rap. Let's go. You know what I mean? It was one of those. Right. And that's how we communicate. And that's how we were marked. We were marked by our moves. Um, and some of us, you know, uh, were in the arts, were in theaters, were into dancing and other kinds of dancing. So jazz. So you had a lot of us who also were into jazz, were into music. We call, and then you had, it was an era where we collected music. On records, uh, right? Vinyl <laughs> records. On vinyl records. Vinyl, you know, looking for the breaks, looking for certain things to dance to. And, you know, to make a long story short, I, uh, short uh, a lot of the uh, recording artists, uh, as we went into the LL Cool J, the Def Jam era, the Rick Rubin, you know, his era, this big artist, like the LLs, the Curtis Blow came out to England, the Run DMC, Beastie Boys. And blew it up. Damn. Now, this is where all of us are like, wow, there is money in this. There is something going on here, you know, and we made, I, I also, like everyone else, you make contacts, you exchange mm -hmm. with all these guys out of New York. And, you, you know, and they say, hey, man, when you come to town, when you come to New York, man, look me up. Lo and behold, you know. I kind of uh, feel like, I kind of feel like, to, at least today, from, you know, the younger generation, what you're talking about, yeah. how the American hip hop came over to you and kind of infiltrated yeah. and influenced. I kind of feel like it's the opposite today because mm. I, I see a lot of more young people listening to like European rap dudes from mm -hmm. Italy, from Paris, from London. My bro my little, my, uh, my brother-in-law who's like 23, 24. He doesn't listen to yeah. 50 cent. He doesn't listen. I mean, he used to, but now he's listening yeah. to all these guys with, you know, from London, all these, all these crazy yeah. accents. I was driving past a, a young kid earlier today. He was must yeah. have been in his early twenties, and he was blasting some guy I never heard before. But he had a you know a, a, a certain accent. I don't know where it was from, but I know it was rap. That's all yeah. I know. You know what I think is actually that's a very good point. And I think one of the things that that is a cause to that, or the reason for that, is mm. is, is the internet. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm. back when you were when you were saying when you were you know a kid or a young adult in London, yeah. you had to mm. if you wanted to hear something from New York. You couldn't just yeah. pull up one of these and find somebody from New York. No. You had to wait for somebody no. to come over yeah. and bring yeah. something. And then you're like, oh, shit, that's what's going on in New York. I got to go to New York. You know, nowadays, mm. it's so easy to say, oh, I can – if I wanted to look up, I can say top uh, Norwegian rapper, and I would get it right here. Bang. And I know it. I think – So, I, I mean, that's why – that's where how this thing is 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 a good thing in that essence, right? We, we've talked about how this is mm. a negative in a lot of cases, but that's something good mm. where it's, it's, you can access so all that. You can access music from all over the planet instantly. Yeah. Mm. The only mm. when I was in mm. high school, the only like London-based rapper or rap group yeah. that it was only one song. It was uh, you know, obviously no Dipset, right? The Diplomats, Joel Santana, Cameron. Yeah. So they they yes. had they had a uh a I guess London or a Paris group from Dipset, and they were called Streets All Salute. 
and I used to love this one song by them, and they have you know this the similar you know sounds are just like you, and I, my brothers and I still listen to this day, and I'm like, yeah, these yeah. guys are wild. I don't know if you ever heard of them or not, but but uh, that was the only song I knew of guys from London. Wow. Well, there was there was a group called London Posse. There was a female group called the Cookie Crew. Okay. Oh man, these guys were, you know, what I mean, one of the uh, the, the the lead guy is still to this day still rapping. So uh, then you had uh, wow, another guy called Duke. There was quite a lot of talent uh, in, in London. They toured. Believe it or not, that's the thing about hip hop, right? You have your market, you have your region. They toured, they made a living, they did very, very well. Mm. And some of us who were fortunate to still live in London went on to even dance for this group hmm. because we were all we all merged together. Then even some of the graffiti artists would also perform by in the background and the backdrop while the concert was going on, while they were performing. So it, it was, you know, it, it, it was a fun for me. I was very fortunate because when I went to New York, I was very fortunate to have stayed in touch with the public enemy uh you know uh the founders of death jams so i was in the mix i was able to you know attend the tour at that time they had the uh the, the death jam tour so i i was very fortunate and you know met the likes of bombarder and you know all this cool herc all these incredible nice. founders uh, crazy legs in the bronx they had the zula nation anniversary so that coming in you know, it's like it's like a calling, isn't it? You you you. It's it's just bizarre that some things can actually alter and change your destiny. Um, you know, and, and and from it was that journey that led me down the road into my acting career. Uh, and it's similar to my cigar. You know, when I first uh, I, my first cigar was Explendido. Um, your first after, cigar was a Cohiba Explendido. Expandido, that's right. Wow. Uh, it was a seven. It was it was a seven by forty-seven. Yep. Uh, now, okay. Uh, I want this is a total total like we're yeah. taking a right turn here because now we're going down the cigar path. But I, I do want to yeah. ask you is, yeah. what did you think of that? Because that that is a very not many people say my first cigar was was Cuban. Okay, not many cigar. Right. Not many. At least in America. Say, not many people say my yeah. At least yeah. in America, uh, but not many mm. people say. You know, Cuban, let alone it's a Cohiba Esplendido. Yeah. And yeah. I've smoked that one before, and I want to hear your take on it. Is what did you think yeah. of the the draw, the smoke output? What did you think of the flavors of that smoke? I mean, granted, it was your first well, one, so it was probably a little bit interesting at first. But what did you well, think of that stuff? I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, the way I I got into it will make you guys laugh. So. It was the summer of 95 in South Africa, Cape Town. Wow. So I was finally, as an actor, as an official actor, on my first TV show. And it was a series. I was one of the series regular. So it was called The Adventures Sinbad? of Sinbad. Uh, you, you know, The Adventures of Sinbad. You know, it's like the Hercules period, the Zayner, that era. Uh, and you played a, a character uh, by the name of Rangar, was it? That's cor that's correct. We that do our homework. We do our homework. Yeah, we do our research. <laughs> what a special year that was. Uh, uh, the Michael Jackson tour came to Africa and oh. came through Cape Town. So it, for me, it was a magical year. Uh, this is where the cigar comes into it. 
So we were at a restaurant. Me and friends one evening, uh, some of my model friends that we used to model, they were in town for modeling gigs and we all just kind of met up uh, and we were invited to this restaurant for dinner. And I got up uh, halfway through to go use the bathroom. Now in this restaurant is a club and also slash cigar art patio, a room, really amazing room. And I smelt this incredible, very strong. If you know the Cohibas, they're yes. strong. Yes. They, they, you could <laughs> smell them from a mile, right? At that time, I, I didn't know it just smelled like any other cigar. Right. Coming coming in from London where, you know, you have the Winston Churchill, you got all the cigar uh, 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 private members clubs. You know, when you walk by in West End, you smell them, you know, like J.J. Fox, all these, you know, I'm a kid anyway. So, you know, it's not it wasn't my cup of tea. I always thought it was a snubbish thing to do and only for the wealthiest people in the world. That's how I looked at cigars. Sure, sure. Which like, is actually I don't mean to cut you off, which is interesting because that's yeah. that's how cigars you know, originated was only the yeah. rich, the powerful, the wealthy could afford right. them. So that's why it symbolizes, yep. you know, yeah. success yep. and wealth and prosperity. Because at the time, e- exactly. back then, that's all they could afford. Only the rich could smoke you them. Understand. Only the rich. And, and funny enough, you know, most of the guys that were smoking it in London, parallel to our hip hop community, we all, most of them were businessmen in three-piece suits. Mm-hmm. As you know, Savaro, England is the, capital of suits yep. so you know these guys in Savaro, you see them you go damn one day i'd love to be like this guy hey you just you, you look at the dream you, you, this guy they all look like fucking james bond right yes. you, know, it's <laughs> you, you you never think in your life that that's because you know you you re- then even it was expensive right then uh and not as much as it is today so i walked by this room and i went oof, love that smell god would I, you know, I'm in my 25, right? I'm thinking, man. And the guys were just talking and you see them drawing it. You know, they were just, it was just, I was just a kid just walking by. It was like a movie. And I was like, oh. Went, used the bathroom, walked by, went, smell. And all of a sudden, mind you, I haven't even finished my food. <laughs> and this one guy says, hey, you. I was like, come here. You know, with a, with a South African accent. He says, you one of the actors, eh? I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm you in Simbad. I'm like, yeah. You <laughs> you guys in town, you're all over the newspaper. You know, you're superstars. I'm like, oh, oh thank you. For, <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking. I'm feeling like really like, oh, God, I'm not even worthy to be this guy. You should see this guy. You know, he's really very talkative and just very kind. And he says, uh, you smoke cigars? I said, oh, no. I went, no, uh, no. He says, you're an actor. You can afford this. I said, no. uh, <laughs> I <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. So he says, this is my first year as an actor. Okay. <laughs> so he takes one. I, I'm thinking he's trying to sell me. No, he's not selling me. He's being what I see today, 28 years later, what I do now. Yeah. You all do. He's like, he. this guy was actually baptizing me. This guy was literally... Would you call it converted me Hell yeah. on the yep. spot? Yep. I mean, when I look back, the, bo- I go, Man, the boy guy... was becoming a man. <laughs> yeah, and he said, 
I, you know, I was very well dressed. You know, I had a linen suit. You know, it's, it's South Africa. It's 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 hot. You know, I'm so I'm sitting. He he said. Then he looks at me. He says, "What a gentleman you are." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Then he's cutting the cigar. He has one. He puts it down. But he's now he's cutting as he's talking to me. I'm watching this guy, and the way he's cutting the cigar is so elegant. It was like a surgery. A, 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 a um a jeweler at work but a cigar jeweler at work you could tell this guy's been doing this for a long time his fingers the way he held it, i still remember the moment he lit it up he blew at it i'm watching him then he says he says don't smoke it like a cigarette do you smoke cigarettes i said no i don't smoke cig- i don't smoke he says ah you would love this you don't have to inhale it man puts it and he takes his he he takes a nice draw and the way he taught me was so clear. I'm a student, so I, I I was watching his every move. You know, like a man watching another man tie, tie, like a young, and you know, to have an elderly man do all this stuff. For me, I'm, I'm infatuated. I'm like, wow, this guy is, I'm gonna take note here. And he goes, and then I, I did exactly what he did. I felt it, he told me what to do. I'm an actor, right? So he's running me through it and I'm listening. And next thing you know, I found myself doing this and we're talking and he, and he turns around and looks at his friends and they looked at him. They said, you sure you've never smoked cigar before? I said, no, sir. You are fucking natural. <laughs> A star so was born. <laughs> it was just crazy. We were talking, having conversations. So where are you from, man? We started to talk, you know, that, yeah, that of course. South African, if you see blood diamonds, with like, oh, yeah, yeah, style yeah. Of couple, you see these guys were just on it. And, you know, keep in mind, South Africa is going through changes, right? Mandela's in power, right? Michael Jackson's on tour for a week. This, the, the, the world is bubbling, right? South Africa is brand new. This, the, the, it's, it's, it's a rainbow coalition country. Now everybody's just happy. So it's, it's, um, and here I am in the mix of all of this. And he says, um, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm working. What time you fin-? He asked me, what time you finish work? I said, I told him what time. Come by tomorrow. You know, um, you know, because you could tell that my friends were coming in and out looking like, what the fuck happened to this guy? They, they walk in and they see me smoking like, what the fuck? He hasn't <laughs> even finished eating his food. But that moment with these men was better than my fucking food that I was eating. I, I catch you that. Changed your life. Changed, you know, I always say, you know what, that moment changed my literally destiny as a human being. Wow. So I, I, I sat there, came back the next day, and he had a box. And he had a humidor, a cutter, and a Mont Blanc lighter. Mont Blanc lighter. Don't tell me he that, just handed it to you. He just just gave it to me. I thought. Listen, what? I thought he was going to sell it. I thought it was. I thought it was going to sell it to me. So he just gave me, and he said, "Remember me when you become famous." Well, here you are. Here you are. So what? What was his name? And then, you know what's funny? Um, he, ben, ben, Bernard something. I, I just remembered Bernard. His name is Bernard, and I and I made it. You know, if you know anything about Doctor Bernard, the first heart surgeon. 
I do not. He's from I South do Africa. Not. Okay. No. Okay. So that's all I knew. That was the connection. And this guy, that was the connection. Okay. I would I, I held on to that. And um, what was interesting was he just, it was like nothing. It was just genuine. He was, the, the, this guy himself was just genuine. It was a genuinely friendly man. Um, and he traveled a lot. So I would go from time to time. I would, you know, smoke. And I really took care of the cigars with love. You know what I mean? It was special. I I would do it maybe once. I would smoke. It started with once a month. You know, just going through the cigar. Then it was years later. This is how crazy life is that I realized the importance of what I was smoking. This was a cigar that was, what, created for Fidel Castro in um, 66? 1966. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like blown away. Because he didn't even tell me anything the specific of this particular cigar. Yeah, you had no idea that he it was didn't go in. No, 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 no. No, I just remember that box, that brown box. Yeah, I just remembered. Uh, where is it? We got it. I think we have it up on the wall, don't we? We used to. Mm-hmm. Have, we used to have one over. I, I think um, it's somewhere. I, it's yes. somewhere. We got it up on the wall somewhere in here. <laughs> yep. I, and to this day, I'm just I I when I look back, and it, it all. And this is why I said, you know, here, here, here's this guy giving me a box to 25, a humidor, which I still keep to this very day, this humidor, uh, because now that I have advanced as a cigar smoker, I could, I know how to get a tub away and, you know, and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah change the travel, you go the along. travel you, you, door, yeah. Yeah. You, you get, you, you, you know, it, and what was interesting about, you know, all of this was I ended up in 2017, 2018, going to Cuba. Ah. And my best friend, the guy who introduced me to my wife in the cigar world, my wife today, three kids later, um, he goes every year. Now, his father used to smoke with Zeno Davidoff. Ah. Years ago, he was great a kid. brand. By the way, he was a he was a he was a kid. They would go to the Swiss Alps. So, I, I, you know, this is what the cigar world does. Right? You, you never know who you run into. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, when I when I came back to London many years later, he introduced me to the cigar club that I became part of because he would see me from time to time just sitting by myself smoking a cigar at another club, which was a hundred. Uh, um, it was it was a place a little small club in Soho by a Cuban restaurant slash club at that time, Water Street 100, uh, and it's, it's it's no longer there. But it was a small little place that I would go sit down, and from there the place has closed down. And I ran into this guy before you know I became a member of the Soho Whiskey and Cigar Club, and every year for his birthday in June. He, Harry would go to Cuba. And this one year, I went along with him to visit the Partagas factory, La Guita. It just blew you away. To the top, top, top rollers, Latina, you name it. All the, the boys, you know, Alex. These, these are like, I mean, you're talking about guys that parents used to roll for Fidel Castro. Yeah. So Damn. it was just, I, I, got me into um uh uh, uh, uh 
custom roles. My whole world is just blown right open. So what are you all so from that what one you, guy? So you know, now twenty eight years later, now what are mm-hmm. you saying to people? Or what should I should say? What are you saying to younger people that you're trying to get into cigars as you were as, as a young kid? You know, what's your what's your way or line of talking to them? Yeah, because now you're that guy, right? Now you're the guy so, who's now waving. you're Mr. Miyagi. You yeah. are him. Now you're you're Doctor so, Bernard, right? You're Doctor Bernard so, in this situation now. It's interesting because my uh, my uh, my nephews and cousins are smoking because of you. And and how how old? My friends. How old are they? Eighteen. See, you got you got to learn them young. Okay. Eighteen. Yeah. There is nothing uh, wrong. There's nothing uh, uh, they, they, wrong they, with they, this. There's nothing <laughs> unhealthy. If they can serve their country, okay. they can smoke a cigar. That's the yeah, way I look okay. at it. It, it, it. It's interesting because they would say, Uncle is just so cool. And I explained to them about the cigar culture. I told them the truth. I said, look, in the 28 years I've smoked cigars, I've smoked cigars with the finest of gentlemen of all walks of life. Um, Amen to that. Amen they, to they, that. They're not... They are not necessarily rich. I smoke cigars with men who pick the garbage up every morning for a living, sweep the streets to the man on Wall Street, to people of all walks of life. And we have the finest conversation. Most of the work I have had as an actor came out of the cigar world. It was one person I smoked a cigar with he knew somebody that something was going on. They gave me a call. They took my number. I've had more s- success from the cigar world. And I'm talking genuine success because the, the world of cigars, as you all know, is filled with nothing but genuine people. You yes. can't be. Yes. Preach. You can't be a. It's not an act. It's almost I like to say it's a religion. It's a, it's a brother, sisterhood. Yes. It's a community. It's a very spiritual community. People of we're very, I, I like to say we are very vulnerable people. Mm. Um, and you know, you know, safe a, around, you know yeah. it's a beautiful thing too about, about, you know, going off of that where mm. everybody, everybody in the cigar community, you know, and there's mm-hmm. obviously there is going to be some exception, but 99.99% of the people that are in the cigar mm-hmm. community are, like you had said, genuine people. And I think one of the reasons when you go into a cigar lounge and you sit down, and it doesn't matter who it's from, who you're sitting with, like you said, could be a garbage guy, could be a business mogul, could be an actor, could be an athlete, uh, it doesn't matter. But I think Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why you have such genuine conversations, you have such thoughtful conversations, is one of the um, benefits of smoking cigars is the way that it relaxes you. The way that it mm-hmm. allows you to slow things down, the way that it allows you to really be at peace and at one with your own mm-hmm. thoughts, and I think mm-hmm. that when you have a collection of people that are doing doing that, that are smoking cigars, and are all relaxed, they're all mm-hmm. calm, they're all thinking clearly, they're all peaceful. You have wonderful yeah. conversations. It's not something where you're mm-hmm. smoking it and you're like, I'm just, you know, yeah, there's, you're no, all, there's no agenda. There's, there's no tension. No. Everybody is calm. Everybody's relaxed. 
You're yes. almost it's almost like it's a group meditation. Yeah, I was gonna say therapy mm. session. Of yeah, cigars, yeah. right? Everybody yes. can sit down, you're just relaxing, you're cool as a cucumber, and the conversation yeah. flows naturally. There's no forcing it. Yeah. It just happens. Exactly. I, I, and you said it best. Um it's like a great therapy sessions with human beings. Mm-hmm. Just listening, genuinely listening to one another. You can go. You can pay. You can pay three hundred dollars an hour to go see a shrink, yeah. or you can spend yeah. twenty bucks and enjoy it for two hours with a group. Of, yeah. You can have four shrinks <laughs> for twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah, there's no. That's, there's, that's, there's, there's no agenda, right? Like you're, mm. the walls come down. You're mm-hmm. in, you're in your zone. You're just relaxing, and everyone yeah. for the most part's in the same mindset. Everyone's there just to relax. Yes. And either yeah. keep to themselves. If they want to enter a conversation, they can enter a conversation. Yeah, they can. And there's no real malice. There's no. There's mm. like I said. There's no agenda. You just want to vibe with others or just vibe with yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's it's a it's a sanctuary. It's it's that it's that place where you know. For example, I, I you know we just had the COVID and 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 medicine the souls of a lot of people who passed away during that time. And I saw how we in the community supported each other. Um, one of my friends, we would meet up, you know, and we would go for an hour, two hour smoke, you know, go grab a port, bottle of port, sit down at the nearest park, or we just wrote, we just walked on the riverbanks of London and just smoke. And there's and something, Hulk, there's something about having a cigar friend. Like there's yes. friends, and then there's a yep. cigar friend. I was just down in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, Justin met him a few weeks ago. He's been a, a day one supporter of our podcast. He's yes. down in Florida. He goes mm. to the same casino as us uh, that we mm. were at. He goes there every weekend. So Justin was there on his own, you know, on his own leisure, and met him. And then I was down there for my brother's bachelor party, and uh, wow. I met him. And he's like, listen, I don't. I have a lot of friends, but I don't have many cigar. I don't have any cigar friends. I can't say, hey, you know, let's go and just have a cigar and easily. Mm. Let's, let's just get out. Like Justin, mm-hmm. that's for I'm, that's Justin for me. I can call Justin up anytime as long as he's not with his wife mm. or his family. If I say, yo, let's go get a cigar, come drive by me, I'll come by you. He's like, yeah, fuck it, let's have a cigar, let's do it. Say less. It's wow. it's amazing too because you're, I. I I can attest to what you're saying during COVID when everybody was on lockdown. You can only really, you know, go yeah. outside. We would meet up in parking lots. I remember driving and meeting in parking lots and everybody was, you know, you say, okay, let's let's pull up the chairs. You pull out your chair, bang, light up a stogie. Yeah. And it was like, we were, we were, we were doing it in my backyard. Like nothing, like nothing happened. Mm. You know, people were like, yeah, I'll have a cigar. Let's yeah. come. Let's hang out. And it was, it's just the community of people and the, and the quality of the people that you meet in the cigar mm. world is next to none. It, it really is. Yes. Yes. You know, I want to, my question to you is now, how do I yeah. get nominated for best cigar smoker in the world? How do yeah, I get nominated yeah, yeah. for that? Tell, come on, tell us about that. <laughs> best cigar, of, uh, best cigar smoker of London. Come on. What, 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 what uh, tell us well, about well, that. I, I would have to give it to my very, very good friend, uh, Ricardo Carrioni. Shout out Ricardo. I would say he is. Um, I like to say he, to me, 
he is the new crown king of the new world cigar. Mm, okay. He's from Nicaragua, former deputy, you know. I'm going to look him up right now. Ambassador to uh, Nicaragua. If you look at my page, he's just uh, been, it just been signed to uh, a major company. He used to work with uh, Tora Imports. So Tora Imports out of, there you go. Is that That's him? the man. I'll That's the man. Let's see if I can. That's the man. Okay. That's the he's man. Got him right here. Uh, Ricardo. Uh, he, he's, was it yep. Sarioni or Carioni? Yeah, Carioni. Carioni. And, uh, Carioni. Ricardo Carioni. Yep. Bang. And uh, he's he's working. He's working. Uh, who is he working for now? Take a read. So out. it says CEO at yep. uh, Jacinta International yep. Tobacco Company, former deputy ambassador of Nicaragua to the UK, Ireland, yep. and Iceland, mm-hmm. co-founder of go. Diplomatic Cigar Club. All right, so let's click Diplomatic yep. Cigar Club and let's follow that too. Yeah, and go. Diplomatic Cigar Club says, uh, private members club, community of London diplomats, cigar makers, specialists, and aficionados sharing a passion for the finest cigars, artisan products, culture, and the arts. DiplomaticCigarClub.com. Wow. I love it. So this man, um, we the first time we met, we, must have, we were supposed to meet for 30 minutes. And we ended up for almost two to three hours. <laughs> Love it when that happens. Love it when that happens. That usually happens with cigars. And he just, our knowledge, our humble understanding of cigars and how he quit that whole diplomatic world to go into the cigar world. The risk he took to change his career and life. And he was someone that was following me for a while, for a very long time. And we just finally clicked. So him and the cigar community pushed. And it was their way of saying, thank you for your genuine support of the new world cigars thank you because first of all i even even though i come from the classic world of cigars by default mm-hmm. by default um very naturally um it wasn't forced on me neither did i try to pretend it was it was a blessing uh in, in disguise it led me and, and meeting my wife and my wife saying to me, and even, you know, honey, you need to try out other new cigars. Let's go to Dominican Republic for our next holiday. Is your wife and a cigar smoker? The, yeah, that's how we met. Wow. That's how we met. Um, uh, gotta and, gotta, and love, you gotta love the female cigar smokers, man. Shout out to the SLTLs, you know, baby. Yeah, my wife my <laughs> wife smokes cigars too, and it's, mm, it's it, it, I gotta it's, be honest with you. It's, yeah, it's sexy as fuck. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. I had uh, I, I I had I had one of those. Uh, I had a patagas that was lying around, and I was looking forward to get to it, getting back to it because I had smoked just maybe fifteen minutes of a one hour forty five. What are these? I I, I can't remember. If it was a D two. One of them. It was, and she had got back for work before me. This is our early dirt dating stages. She, had, she saw it. She sat down, cracked a bottle of good white wine, smoked it. And then 
listen to this. This girl, <laughs> bless her. She realized I was surprising her to come visit her. So what, what did she do? She gets tickets a cab and she goes all the way to St. James to one of the most expensive cigar stores to get me a replacement. God wow. bless. God That's bless a good one her. right there. She said, I she said, man, you had left that cigar there and I thought I'd surprise you. Not only did she get that, she she actually literally bought me a box. And just had it late. So I and that's and not right a cheap box. My, that's not a that's cheap, not a box, cheap box, box. And I looked at her, <laughs> and I said to myself, "Oh, in my head, I'm going, oh, I'm marrying this." One. <laughs> and that's when you I knew. gotta lock this shit down. And now. that's when you knew. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I married this woman," you know. But she, you know, she took me out to, uh, you know, we we had booked a trip to Dominican Republic, and even when we got married, we were gonna go back. And when we went to Dominican Republic, we went to the cigar factory. And I really went into a world of Dominican Republic cigars, Nicaraguan, you just name it. So uh, Ricardo picked up on my selections and understanding of Costa Rica, all of these cigars. And to answer your question and to bring it back to how did I got nominated, all that stuff came out. Wow. And, you know, I, 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 I told him how I conceived. I remember the night very, you know, clearly where I can, where, uh, I, we get, we had conceived our son. I said that night I was, I was smoking, uh, Oliver. I told him the exact size. He was just like, he just shook his head. They literally sent me a box. <laughs> just, just casually. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I said, man, I had this whiskey and, you know, you know, we my wife was like, okay, now we gotta we gotta go for the, you know, for the for the yeah, for, for the child now. It's we time got to practice. And I, and I, I said, I said, <laughs> man, there was in Norway the cold, it was freezing, and I just I just remember this Oliver, you know, just grabbed one of these fifty five by and just sat there smoking, drinking. I said that night my wife was pregnant, and and, and we were, I was. And the, the, the moral of that story was I cigars mark a moment in my life like this. Mm. The blueprint marks this moment. Mm. And I have to say, wow, it's sublime. Thank well, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for this. You know, this is uh, such a good smoke. We got, I so there's your answer. That. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. No, no. Love that. Wait until, yeah. wait, until, wait until you get to the halfway point of that. You haven't even opened it up oh. to the good stuff yet, man. I got to say, <laughs> I got to say, you know. First off, you have a substantial memory, right? And I'm yes. trying to, I'm trying, and I'm trying to think of like. Any, they say you got the memory of an elephant for real. He does, man. You know, and you are so articulate, and you say it with so much detail about every moment. You know, not every moment, but every moment you're telling us with a cigar. And I'm sitting here trying yeah. to think of what else can, what else in life, you know, that you can enjoy and consume on your own that you remember. The time, the day, the activities that you were doing. Like when you drink a glass of whiskey, all right, you might, you know, it might be like your, you know, your fiftieth birthday. It might be a time, yeah. of your, you know, maybe a special moment with your grandfather or a grandmother, or whatever. But mm. I don't, I don't, I can't think of too many products that you can consume, and it, it, it's like a song. You know, cigars are like songs. Yeah. You know, cigars stick with you and special moments of your life. And you know, yeah. maybe, maybe besides music. 
I don't know what other you know other things I can do that and at least enhance your memory to know the day, time, event, activity that you were doing and enjoying yourself. It's it's funny you say that because do you, do you know how I memorize? This is me. How I memorize my script as an actor. You know, I'll go the basic generic route. You know, talk your lines in the mirror. Talk please, to yourself. You know, please that, do tell. I, please I, do tell. I I I I light up. Something I have aged in a while. A jug of water or coffee. And I just sit there. And I just let go. And I just start reading. To the point where I could literally remember everyone's lines. And not only that, but I, I get, I, it takes me so deep into my character. Um, when I, for me, when I, cigar, I, I, so I meditate a lot. I'm a Buddhist. So for me, uh, cigars are also a moment for me to meditate. Yes. Pray. Yes. Psychologically, visualize my next setup, my next life chess piece. Man, you got to be a host on so our podcast because yes. you know me. We talk the same. <laughs> yes. We say the same. You're the first guest to say that. You know, a lot of our guests say similar things to us wow. but you're almost like verbatim what we yes. say oh, every yes. single day yes to the t it's wow. exactly what we say right Am I cigar- no it's 100 percent. we say every single time i say cigars are a form of meditation you can be at one mm-hmm. with your own thoughts you can mm-hmm. sit there mm-hmm. you it's a time where you can reflect on the past on things that have you done yep. that done that you've done well or have done poorly that you'd like yep. to change or you can visualize yep. the future like it is a time that you can if you're by yourself you can absolutely one hundred percent just meditate with a cigar, mm. yes, sir. And it's the best form of therapy that there is. You know, and I and we preach this all the time that people, you know, you should meditate. And a lot of times, people think that meditation yeah. is I need to sit, you know, cross-legged like this and just no. go. Mm. Wrong. That's not meditation. Wrong. You That's can meditation. Sit, you can meditate with your eyes open. You can be in your yeah. back y- backyard smoking a cigar, meditating. Like that's yep. it's, people think that you have to close your eyes and sit there in silence. Like no, that's not. Oh no, what meditation? Oh is. no, I, I, and here's the funny thing about cigars. You know, I was you know talking about what I tell the young, the young ones. I tell them, I said, never, ever, ever, and and I'm saying this from experience. Never ever smoke when you're stressed. Work for it. Hmm. I like that earn, a lot. Earn that, earn that smoke. And I go, what do you mean? If I'm stressed out, what do I do? I say, you go go, go box a bag. Go to the gym. Go run it. <laughs> I was just going to say, go, lift some, go lift some weights and tell me you're not stressed. If you're yeah, stress-free if you're, after. If you're, if you're, yeah, if you're arguing with someone or you're not having a good day, don't smoke on top of that. Because you, you're going to be treating like you're smoking a cigarette. Mm. Go it's lift, not a cigarette. Go lift weights. Find a solution. <laughs> figure weights. it out. Figure it out first. Yeah, go take a walk. Yeah, figure it out. And you know, you're arguing with your your loved one, your girlfriend. Figure it out. Don't, because, you. Like for example, today. The last few days, I made sure I smoked nothing. I made sure. And the reason for that was. I was looking forward to smoking this. I needed to feel this 
Mexican, San Andreas, there's Ecuadorian, Sumatra, there's Nicaraguan, Esteli, Pennsylvania, Cororo. I needed to fill each and every one of it, make sure it's not a gimmick because mm. I know what that tastes like. Mm. So I wanted to enjoy. I wanted to enjoy it. So what I did, you know, so I didn't, I haven't smoked for a week. Well, and we, this we is what I do. I was, the preparation, man. I was going to say, and I'm sure that no, was, no. I'm sure that wasn't easy. I'm sure you were itching for. No, I, I was, <laughs> of course I was itching, but I didn't want any tastes. Right. You know what right, I mean? And, right. I, and I would, and if I'm smoking something for the first time, I would not touch any alcohol because I don't want to be influenced where I can't really get to the taste. It's after, say, if I was to smoke this again, because I know what it, what it, what I'm smoking, then I'd have my whiskey, mm. I have this, I have that. Mm. But nine out of ten, I'll just have me this. And because I need to get to the bottom of it, I need to understand mm. what it is I'm smoking. So if I have to again describe it for someone, you know, a young man, you know, or an elderly person who's never who's learning or still tr- going through the learning stages, I need to ex- I need to describe it to the T. You understand? Like, yeah, I just, you, so what you had yesterday? Oh man, I had the cigar, the blueprint. I was on this podcast. This guy, I'm able to go into detail. So, so a day like today is special. I don't, I'm not bored of it. I'm not, uh, so literally falling asleep because when we in, in a, in, when we're in that meditative state, right? It's like a, a walk, we're walking sleep. Even right now, we are meditating. We're, we're floating, we're mm. going back and forth. We're, the yin and the yang, we're coming in. We de- I mean, you can understand we're dealing with smoke and ash. This is that Mayan stuff. This is that stuff that was given to Christopher Columbus. Bless him. He, if, if he smoked the, the cigars and the gift they gave him first, I don't think <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> I really, what kind of really shit is this? <laughs> He's probably like, what the hell is this? Fact, this is yeah, some good shit, right? Good shit. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't have done. He wouldn't have done some of the crazy stuff allegedly he did. He would have been like, "Wow, I love this people. Let's talk about it." You know what I'm saying? See, that, that's that's what cigars do. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about mm-hmm. cigars. Group group mm. meditation. Group meditation. Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. So yeah, that's how you know. That's how this whole thing, you know, as far as introduction and what I do and the whole cigar and and and, and like you guys, uh, we are you and I, all of us, we are really, and I got this from uh, the producers and directors of uh, uh, Handroad, you know, they said it best, you know, Oris, we are like the love child of the cigar industry. That's what we are. This is passion. Mm. Mm-hmm. We are the love child of the cigar world, right? Of, of Cuba, of the Nicaraguans, and you know the Dominican Republic. We are their children. We are their offsprings. We are the ones that go out and preach the world of cigars with life. Yes, you know that's who we are. That's basically what we do, isn't it? We're 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 peaceful, um, uh, what a movement. That's what it is for sure. Yeah, and I like what you said. You know, this yeah. it, it is indeed a passion for, for yeah. you know, us three here and for a lot of other people. And we had said this on yeah. a previous episode where somebody had asked us the question, what is mm. the significance of gifting cigars to a friend or family members or others? And we had said that it's as if you're giving a piece of your passion to somebody. That's right. Because cigars right. 
are our passion. Cigars mean yep. a yep. whole lot to us, to you, to myself, yeah. to Eric. So when we gift yep. a cigar to a friend, to a family member, we're giving yep. a piece, a very important piece of our life to that person. We're giving yep. a piece of our passion to them. So yep. the significance is extremely high when yep. we're not just giving somebody, hey, you know, oh, whatever, smoke this. No, we're giving, hey, yeah. smoke this one, try this one. It's blended here. Yep. It's rolled here. Here are the flavors. Here's It's something that we are so passionate about that when we yep. gift those to people, just like the guy, Dr. Bernard, when he had given you that, you could mm. tell that it was genuine. He was passionate about this. Come back tomorrow. Yep. I have something more for you. And he's yep. giving yep. you and completely changing your life. Yeah, man. And that's what cigars are about. It's 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 funny. So thank you for bringing that up, gifting, the purpose of it. Um, It is the one community where I don't know if you've got, you guys have ever been in a situation where you've been saving a cigar, you've been aging it, you've kept it away. It's yep. a rarity. It's one of those cigars yep. that I have one very particular some... in mind that I will tell you after the story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. And usually. Like me, like you guys, you've had cigars that someone has had in their collection for years, passed on down, right? Like, I don't even want to go into the years, but there's been cigars that people have kept for 35 years. I've, mm. I've witnessed this. I've, and I happen to be one of those people that was gifted one of those cigars. And um, here's the funny thing. The person that gifted it to me asked me, how was it? And I had to duck the question. You know why? I gave that cigar to someone who was just who just went through a divorce, and they were down. And as we do in the cigar industry, we always walk around with cigars for those that's never smoked. They came into the cigar lounge with a friend for the first time. They would like to try. So you go into your stash and you go. Mm. Let me give him this one. It's a breakfast cigar. It's very light. He's not going to fucking kill over, right? Yeah. They, and then you have another cigar for an experience. You're like, if you two were to walk into that lounge, I got to give you guys this the good shit. I can't, you guys, come on. You know what I mean? And then you have that top cigar, which you keep for yourself in case of an emergency or a situation. And I have found myself in many occasions accidentally my hand in and go and go there's another piece going yeah don't do it you've already committed the devil and the angel right the devil and the angel type of thing you're like i hope he and says I, no they, i hope he says no yeah but and they take it and they smoke it and they enjoy it and here's the thing i go don't worry you know you have this conversation with yourself hey man do you remember that guy bernard Right, uh, as we could, we could nickname him Doctor Bernard. Right, yeah, so that's yeah, I've been calling him Doctor Bernard yeah. now. <laughs> Doctor Bernard, right? So, and I and I just I just remember when they go, how did how did you did you like that cigar that I gifted you that time? And I'm sitting there going, let me tell you something. And I can't you. answer the question because I give it I gave it away. But the the moral of the story is like what you say about gifting. That's what the cigar world teaches you to let go of that really passionate, that jewel, that thing that you've been storing away 
you want to keep to maybe for another five years and all of a sudden six seven years into the protection of that piece of cigar mm -hmm. just went it's almost and like it's almost like you know someone's looking for a really strong piece of advice from you yes Instead of giving a piece of advice you're kind of like like we've been saying you give them part of your heart because it, it means yeah. more you know you could you, you know words mean so much but gifting something means a little bit more especially when it has a significant a little bit value. more significant value yeah so instead of saying, hey, man, it's going to be okay. Keep your head up. Yeah. You know, you're going to be okay. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. It's yeah. like, hey, hold on. Let me let me go into my special stash here. It's been yeah. aging for 20 years. Special yeah. moment. You need yeah. this more than I do. Yep. Let me just let me just bless you real quick. And this and it'll really, uh, uh, won't fix your problems, but it'll fix you right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? And I'm so, go, yeah. no, go ahead, Oris. Go ahead. Mm. No, 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 please finish, finish. No, please, what I was please, saying is, is I'm just, I'm thinking a little bit more in depth about it now too. And cigars, there's something that cigars really do symbolize. We've talked about how you can sit down and meditate and you can slow yeah. down time and you can be yeah. at one with your own thoughts. And it gives you that 60, 90, 120 minutes of relaxation, of meditation, mm. of, of, you know, bringing yourself back to neutral, right, of re-energizing. Mm. So when you gift a cigar, you're om it's almost like you're gifting the one commodity mm. that people cannot get back, and that is time. That is mm. precious time. Yes. So when you're giving one of these cigars mm. from yeah. your secret stash and you're gifting it to somebody, you're saying, I'm giving you 60, yeah. 90, 120 minutes of pure meditation and relaxation. Yep. And that's not something so, that is easily accessible in our society no. nowadays, especially a society yep. that is so fast-paced. To be able to gift somebody the ability to slow down time yes, is absolutely incredible. And, and it, that's strong right there. You know, that's, that's so powerful. And, and, and here's, the, here's the thing, right? I, I, I don't know if it's our generation. But money and cigar are two separate things. And what's interesting, a friend of mine, his house was burgled. Jewelry, everything was taken. Do you know what hurt him the most? His humidor being stuff. And this is what this is what I try to explain to people was his collection of cigars. Not his Rolex, not his Cartier's watch, not his wife's wedding ring, not jewelry. And it hit me. And I said, that is the power of cigar. When I would rather mm. hold on to cigar and give you money instead, you know that's some deep stuff. And yes. the only reason I would release that cigar is because something terrible is going on and I want to be part of that entity. That the healing process. Value. Yes. That human process. Yes. And for those who are watching this podcast, listening to three of us, some of you might be going, what the hell? hell are they talking about? <laughs> I'll tell you something. 
we are very fortunate. We value life a lot more. We're healthier. I hate to say it. We eat right because you need to stay healthy in order to enjoy Yes. This. 100%. Yes. The, yeah, yes. the health yeah, the healthier you are, the the, the more the enjoyable life becomes. Uh, I mean, yeah. listen, you know, some people don't want to hear it, but that's <laughs> yeah. the reality of the situation. The healthier you mm-hmm. are, the more enjoyable your life is and the longer your your that enjoyable life will be. You understand? So for us given what we love what we get back is immeasurable. You you couldn't put a price on what we all get back. It mm-hmm. could be words. It could be something that will click. You've ever been in a situation where you're so confused. You don't know what's going on with this deal or something you're working on. You go to a cigar lounge and someone says something that you literally run around to grab a pen and paper or you trust it and the next day the answer appears. Mm-hmm. And it you almost want to go back to the cigar lounge and thank that person. And yep. it was just a casual something that came out of a conversation. So that's the power of this stick. Man, this thing, absolutely. This, and, thing, and, this thing of ours. You know, it's it's very interesting because there's there's something that, that I and I, I don't want to, you know, not trying to like toot my own horn here or say that, you know, I've I've created this cigar quote, but there's something that I've mm. I've come up with that I haven't heard mm. and I've said it before on the podcast, but I think that mm. what cigars do is cigars turn cloudy thoughts into clouds of smoke. And what I mean by yeah. that is to your point is you can have, you know, you're confused and your thoughts are clouded uh, yeah. uh, regarding whatever the topic may be. And you're not quite sure how you're going to find the solution. Sit down, yeah. have a cigar and yeah. watch how clear your thoughts become mm-hmm. as you turn these yes. clouded thoughts into clouds of smoke. And then the answer just suddenly yeah. reveals itself because of how relaxed mm-hmm. and calm you are. And I've said that, mm. you know, some people go, wow, that's, that's really powerful. And I said, deep. you know, I, yeah. And it's, and it, and it came from, you know, from this, from us mm. creating this podcast and doing this, that would have never come out if had we not started a podcast four years ago. But the wow. fact that we've continued to do this, it, it, yeah, it comes out, and that's people the- gotta start paying for this shit because this, this started like a TED talk, <laughs> halftime speech. But you know, you know I'm ready th- to run through a wall right you now. You know what? There's I, there's something that when you were talking about how there's uh, those cigars that you're saving, right? And I can think of two yeah. uh, quick stories of of when I've gifted yeah. cigars. Um, well, one I've gifted cigars, and the other one I was saving it for a special occasion. But they were both cigars that that meant something very important to me. One was the cigar that it was an Arturo Fuente Opus X. BBMF. Yes. Oh. Okay. So it's nah, stand, lovely. Stands for Big Bad Motherfucker. It was a 2014 Purple Rain. Has the purple band on it. Has a very funky size. Yeah. And I was saving that cigar. I bought it in about, mm. in, I think, two, 2015. It was a year after it was released. And I had saved that cigar all the way until 2022 when I pulled it out and I smoked it on my wedding day. And Ooh. the cigar was absolutely incredible. And I had actually. Mm. Eric, so there, there's, you know, that there, you're aware of this, but there is like an unwritten rule where you don't really share cigars, okay? You mm-hmm. might, you know, you'll share it with your wife, right? That's mm-hmm. understandable. But you don't really share cigars with somebody else. However, yeah. this cigar was, was so special, and Eric had come to me, and he's like, listen, I understand the rule. I know the rule. He goes, 
but I'm asking you from a friend to a friend. Mm. He goes, mm. can I try it? We've been we've been talking about this cigar for six years. Yeah, and I, I felt like <laughs> I've been saving it too as well. So I had said, I said, absolutely, man, try this out. And he tried and he says, oh my goodness, the amount wow. of smoked meat flavor that mm. came out of that cigar. We were sitting, we were all dressed up in tuxedos. I had a black mm. velvet tuxedo with cig- the lining of my tux had cigars on it. It was, we were nice. sitting by this huge bonfire. We're smoking the cigar and it was magical. It was a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful cigar. It was. And the the, the second story I had was I ha- I have a, sh- a, a drawer in my, in my uh, humidor or in my fridge, yeah. I have two cigar fridges, and one of the drawers is, is reserved for Cubans. Okay, I keep all mm. my Cubans in there, and I have very yeah. special Cubans. And I have a friend that is a big cigar smoker, loves cigars, uh, mm. but doesn't really have the access to Cuban cigars, to the higher-end Cuban cigars. Mm. Not not readily accessible mm. to him. So he had yeah. come over um, from uh, for a pool night. We have a pool night in our, every once in a while in our backyard. And he had come over and he was like, man, you know, I had, you know, I had a rough day. You know, I really, I, I need a cigar right now. I need, I need, you know, I want to smoke something. I said, don't worry. I got something for you. And I had known that mm-hmm. he had his favorite, some of his favorites are Cubans. So I went in and I had the, one of his favorites that was sitting in my humidor. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? He needs this more than I do right now. I picked That's it right. up and I gave it to him. And he smoked the whole thing in my pool, and he just looks me, and, and it was very simple. He just looks me, and he says, thank you. I really needed that. Yeah. And I, that's mm. all it was. That's all it was. And I said, you're welcome. I, uh, and just yeah. like that, his his day, and it was just, you know, it might have changed his entire week. It might have changed his month. It might have just changed yeah. that hour. But yes. he went from being, you know, this day sucked to it's all right. I, I have a similar yeah. story to, you know, to what Aura was saying was. <clears throat> we were uh, we were at uh, a beach not too long ago, and uh, I had a buddy who came and visited, and you know celebrate my birthday. And he just uh, him and his girlfriend for about I don't know a long term relationship just broke up. And this is like the first mm. time he really realized like you know I can't let her leave. Like she broke up with me. Mm. This is a big loss. And he's a big, energetic, full of fun. You know, smile mm. all the time. And he was down in the dumps. I mean. I've never I've known him for five years. I've never seen him in a bad mood, and he was really hurting, mm. like really realizing, like, what's my life gonna be without her? What am I gonna do? So he came. Mm. He came for a few hours, and we didn't really talk about it too much. And my wife is, very, you know, very good with words and talking to people. So she talked to him for a little yeah. bit, and she was like, "Eric, I think you should, you know, you know, just talk to him and you know, put his, put, put your hand around his shoulder and just tell him it's gonna be okay." And I was like, "You know what? I got." And he was thinking about he's leaving. He's like, "I'm gonna go." I'm going to go home. I'm going to do this. And I was like, Marissa, go talk to him. She talked to him for like 20 minutes. She's like, Eric, I think you should go talk to him and, you know, just, you know, put his, put your arm around him and say it's going to be okay. And I was like, you know what? Mm. He's a cigar guy. I was like, you know what? I think I got something better. So I went over to him. I'm like, hey, buddy, think about leaving? He's like, yeah, I'm going to go home. I was like, before you do that, let's let's just smoke a cigar on the beach and let's just hang out. He's like, yeah? I'm like, yeah. Smoked a cigar, hung up for another hour. He ended up staying the whole time, and he's like, just like you know, Justin, like, thank you, bro. I needed that. Like, that's that's exactly what I needed. I just needed. I don't need you to say anything. I just need you to be my bro, and just be mm. there for me. He's like, thank you for this cigar, and it changed his whole day. And I was like, yeah, the power of cigars, my friends. Power of, of, of cigars. Of cigars, you know, and, and you know the amount of. I'm 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 sure. 
I've had people who were literally on the verge of not they just they were just stuck in their relationship mm. and that's the good thing about us as married men we can you know I, I always tell a lot of ladies I said you can trust a young and old man who smokes cigars because in our world it's full of encouragement um i would say to people one thing we in the cigar worlds will not tolerate is cheating no doubt uh we in the cigar world we have this code if this man could cheat on his woman or his wife your chances of doing business with him Nanya. is zilch. He has no soul. So I always tell a lot of the women, I said, when your man goes to smoke, trust him. Let him go do his thing with his boys. When he come home, I guarantee you, he will clean the house up. Because he was so grateful. So when I talk about earning, as long as I'm home, I will do whatever it takes. You know, because, you mm -hmm. know, my, my wife, of course, kids mm -hmm. have taken that away from her. She doesn't, she's a, she's a mother. She doesn't smoke. She doesn't drink no more for now because she's still breastfeeding and you understand. Right. So I could tell she missed that. She could, I could tell she missed those days going to the lounge the cigar lounges with me and the guys and so i always make it up by sitting with her and she's the one that said honey i want you to have a cigar tonight go take so and so out they're struggling go get him a drama whiskey and give him one of your best cigars. And I would just would look around and go, wow. And she would say, what cigars are you going to give him? <laughs> <laughs> She's living vicariously oh, wow. through yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so for me, it's a big deal for her. Or talking about when people are struggling in their relationships, you know, should I, should I propose? Shouldn't I propose? I don't say anything. We start smoking and I'm just sitting there and I'm just listening. And by the end of that cigar, depending on what we're smoking, the outcome is just beautiful. They hug. They don't say anything. I get the call. Thank you. I said, for what? I didn't do anything. I got engaged. I did this. I did that. That is the world we come from most definitely absolutely like i say it turns cloudy thoughts into into clouds of smoke if you're confused about you anything if most you're not sure about anything yeah. have a cigar yeah. and come back to me and tell me if, if if you're not a little bit clearer you may not be a hundred yeah. but you're definitely a little bit clearer you understand right it's, yes 100 it's, it's, it's a it's a spiritual thing and we, we're not we're not here to we're not we're not psychologists but mm -hmm. there is just something 
incredibly phenomenal about the process of hanging with gentlemen and women alike of the leaf. You know, sure. there's that, there's that, there's that, there's that thing where you go and you come out stronger and you have one of the greatest night's sleep and you're ready to take on the world. It's like, you know, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's, you know, I, I always say this, you know, talking about when you're stressed or frustrated, go hit a bed, go work out. Yeah. You never, yeah. you never leave the gym. You never leave a workout more mad or sadder than how you came in. You always yeah, feel exactly. better. Yeah. Exactly. Same thing with a cigar. Yeah. You don't, if That's you're, right. if you're not feeling too well, if you got cloudy thoughts, if you're this, if you're that, you're always going to be mm. better. If you're, if you're 10% yeah. going into cigar smoking. You're at least gonna be fifteen percent, twenty percent, a little bit better yes. than how you how you, yeah, a little you started. Bit you'll never come out the other side from smoking a cigar. You'll never feel worse than you went before you smoked yeah. it, yeah. ever. Unless you didn't eat anything. You, you, you well, know, yeah, but that, that's more of a physical. <laughs> but like mentally, you will never yeah. feel no, worse afterwards. No, hundred hundred percent. Well, it's the greatest stress reliever, isn't it? It's it's the greatest stress reliever for those of us who have been doing it for a very long time, as yes. we do, mm-hmm. right? We would talk about saving, aging, collecting. And funny, we collect, we save to actually give. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. Right? And yeah. We, some of like us, that. it would smoke. We smoke the, 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 the middle way premium cigars and all the expensive stuff. As the years go by, we're like, damn, I'm yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how many cigars I have in my humor that I'm just like, I don't yeah. even know when I'm going to smoke that, if I'm going to smoke that, but yeah. it's sitting in there. Yeah, no it's there. It's sitting in there. I don't there. even see it. And- I have ones that are that I push to the back of the drawer, and so when I pull yeah. it out, I don't even see them. They're back there. And the other day, I went, I'm like, there. holy shit, I have a... I have a Zeno Platinum, one of the the, the Z Crown Blue yeah. Label Chubbies that's in its own yeah. little coffin. I'm like, I bought that. Yeah. I bought that in like... 2013 it's been sitting in there yeah <laughs> marinating and i'm like i don't even know when i'm yeah. gonna smoke that if i'm gonna smoke that it's a hundred dollars yeah. sitting in there i got another bbmf yeah, that's just sitting in there i got a party it's sitting in there, right? and they're just sitting in there but and that may accidentally end up in the hands of someone yes who needs it oh like we do like us we're very fortunate right if someone has a birthday that's also a most powerful time in the world yes and my wife is the queen of picking the right wine and the champagne. And she would go, uh-uh, he's not that guy. Nah, he knows his champagne. Be very careful. What would what, what we giving him? Yeah. <laughs> and then she would look at the cigar. She goes, what are you giving him? And then- And you got to match it. It's got to match. Oh, we got to match it, right? And then I have this thing that my wife helps me to put together. So there's this glass tubes that you can buy. Those glass tubes, they're usually for spice. You get them from IKEA, yes. one of those places. Geez, are we giving? Are we giving IKEA a shout out here? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, IKEA it's, it's not a, a paper promotion. I mean, it's it's a it's a Nordic yeah. company, right? It's a it's up yeah, there, it's a so. Nordic company. <laughs> so we I we buy when we go to IKEA, we buy a bunch of tubes, and sometimes I like to put it in there. It's a, and it's a it's a it's one of those very it's tubes of spice, so the spice doesn't smell all over the house. So you and it's glass. So if it rolls up the table. It smashes yeah but it's so classy that i would put one of my maybe custom rolls something that i feel okay i have a box of 25 of this so 20 you know what i mean or or, or you know or 50 
and I, I could afford to take out and put it in this tube, wrap it around. And usually if I want to be impressive, I would usually put one of those, uh, uh, would you, would, would you call it the, the 75 by, you know, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the schizo. Yes. One of those impressive. And the tube is just so properly wrapped in a nice black bowl. Right. And you just hand it over with a, and it's funny what we give to each other for birthdays. It's never like, um, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? A tie or no, this. No, I tell people all the time. They say, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? I said, cigars and bourbon. That's what I want. Yeah, oh, but everybody gets you that. Yeah, because that's what I want. Yeah. I'm an easy that's person to give gifts to. Listen, I don't care if, if there's 10 people all giving me something for my birthday and they all get yeah. me cigars and, whis- and whiskey, I am happy. Uh, give me cigars, whiskey, happy. and red wine, and I'm happy. That's all I ask. That's I, I'm it. with you on that one. That's it. <laughs> I am with you. I am with you on that one. And we, again, you know, as we give, let's also think about the fact that I know, like you guys, like myself, we're very fortunate we get. For sure. You have to give to receive. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you have to give to receive. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, the gift that keeps on giving world. Yep. Uh, whatever in, you, whatever you give will come back to you tenfold. That's. Yeah. Yeah.